0: You're listening to the People's Architect, a podcast series brought to you by Crawford Architects, where we explore how to connect people through innovative design that both benefits the client and the community at large.
1: So our our range is unique, and 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 with the studio environment, everyone chips in, and it's 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 all hands on deck. You know, it's 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 a great working environment.
0: Yeah, let's let's go back to that too. You mentioned designing for. Um, the client and the user. What does that approach look like on the design side? You win a project. What are the next steps? How would your clients describe working with Crawford in general? What, what makes our process so unique to what we do?
1: Well, I'll start, and Stacey, you jump in. We, we, we take an integrated approach, and that's something I learned in Australia, you know, integrated delivery for the client, the builder. The design team—we're all working together, right? So there's uh, the best idea wins. We 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 check our egos at the door. We we are we're very skilled designers, very good architects. Approach projects in a holistic way, but you know I think at the end of the day, when you know we're the right scale of a firm to, you know, you get the right expertise at the right time, and always this this Mm -hmm. desire, this hunger to innovate. And and, and and make each project better than the last one.
2: Putting another spin on that, to to us it's always been that, you know, we're not everybody's cup of tea. Not every client is going to want to hire us, to be to be quite frank, be blunt. It takes a certain type of client, and there are plenty of them that are willing to look for an architect that that, that actually isn't afraid to break a few rules, bend the boundaries. The budgets that we work on have never been luxurious. There's been big budgets. I mean, luxurious. They've never been awash with cash. You always have to scrap and find value. So our clients, regardless of the size of the job, can tend to appreciate in us our willingness to go those extra few yards do the extra work come up with different and more innovative ways to solve problems and quickly appreciate that in us some clients you know like i said we're not everybody's cup of tea but for those clients that appreciate what we do we're very much their cup of tea they do indeed appreciate what we bring what we bring to the table now other architects do that as well you know there's nothing You know, we have no monopoly on being good at that, but we are good on that. And when you add in the other ingredients of the ability to work hard, probably do more than the next firm. Look under every stone, as David said, if you put all those little differences together, it makes a big difference. So when a client hires us, they really do at the end of that experience either recommend us to other clients rehire us for other projects or at very least write a resounding testimonial on our behalf for what it was to like what it was like for us to work for them and what they appreciated about us so we generally and most 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 often leave places if we're just there for one assignment with an open invitation to come back at the next opportunity. So I think that's something that we do better than most.
0: What I was going to say too, is just kind of on, from the outside looking in, though I'm not on the project side, I, I do get to collaborate and talk with a lot of our clients and I feel like a very common answer is why Crawford is the the collaboration piece, the relationship piece that you all instill from the very beginning, even in the interviews when we're going after the work. I think there's this special attention to detail that you all take and really understanding what the client's looking for, really understanding their pain points. I don't think you ever look at a building and say, yeah, that was Crawford designed. I think you look at that building and say that building is perfect for that person or that team or that brand. I think Crawford does a really good job at fostering relationships that then ultimately turn into great design because the listening piece and the relationship piece over the years of working with these clients, it really starts to show through on on the end result. So I think Maybe you were both being a little humble, but I think what you do really, really well is build relationships and really long term ones and make sure that your clients are always happy at the end of the day.
1: I mean, that's an interesting observation. You know, we don't have a, a particular style, we're not designing all oh, our buildings, don't have porcelain panels or a particular signature look. Every project is different. It's we're seeking a solution that's right for each client, each you know, site. Or, you know, if you look at our work at the University of Pennsylvania, work for the in Seattle for the Seattle Seahawks, Lambeau Field, Penn State, Southern California and what and, and the current efforts in Hawaii, you know, every project's different. And so, you know, it all starts with a big idea and and, and generating that big idea that can guide the project from the very first lines you draw on a piece of paper to the ribbon cutting. That's that's something that we're really good at. And that's I think it goes back to both Stacy and my experience as urban designers, you know, working at larger scales and then honing in on the details of a building. That's, that's something that I think is a trademark of ours and certainly something I enjoy as an architect and urban designer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wanting to shift gears a little bit and talk about Crawford internally, we've seen a lot of growth over the last 22 years, a lot of that happening in the last five. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing internally and what's been making Crawford so successful or what you attribute our growth to
1: just in general. It's, it's our people. It's a commitment to our team. It's, it's a collaborative culture. We work hard. We also play hard. We're the right size too, where we are able to collaborate. Again, I've said it previously. There's There's no silos. There's no departments. There's no doors. There's no offices with doors.
2: So it is
1: a a, a pure studio environment that collaboration and teamwork is the most important thing. You know, as we continue to grow and as as other people advance through the firm, we now have new principals in the firm, which we're very proud of. We've created an ESOP, a, a plan for employees to have ownership in the firm. It's a qualified retirement plan, too. So we're not just thinking about today, we're thinking about the future and, you know, you know, learning all those things that we do that goes has Australian roots, like integrated delivery, you know, the different project types that we work on. We, you know, you also got to have the ability to be, work on different project types. We do a lot of sports, we do a lot of mixed use development. Part of that mixed use development then introduces us to residential, commercial office, retail, entertainment healthcare, you know, life sciences, you know, transportation oriented projects, transit oriented development. So it, it's, it's fun. We, 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 we're not, we're not in a, we just don't do one thing. We do a lot of things. And this approach is integrated delivery approach kind of bridges all those different building types.
0: Yeah. So say I am an architect, I'm applying to various firms whether I'm fresh out of school or have 10 years of experience under my belt. Why am I choosing Crawford? What is your elevator pitch? What is the top three reasons why I should come work for the firm?
2: Well, your, yeah, your, your, your future is in your own hands. Your ability to rise through the ranks of the firm are uninhibited by any rules or regulations There's no glass ceiling. There is no gender barrier. Um, The best person for the job rises to the occasion, uh, and there's lots of occasions. So your ability to be promoted will come along as quickly as you demonstrate that you're up for the job and the responsibility. So there is no grade of, first of all, you've got to go through this position in that position and work your way up, you always have the ability to be on the escalator going up, right? There's no elevator with limited stops or an express for just some people and a local for the others. It's all to your ability to get into a position of responsibility, demonstrate your value and your worth, show your talents. And along with that, obviously, your experience will grow through demonstration that you can do the job. So that's probably one of the things that we like to demonstrate quickly to people that join, that join our firm, is that there is no waiting line. You don't take a number and you don't have anybody ahead of you. Clearly, there are people that have been here for a long time um, who have been with us since we opened uh, here. In the city over 20 years ago several of our employees have, have been with us for that length of time several of our employees this is their second or third job in the decades of their career as an architect so people don't tend to just work for us for a, a little while and then go work somewhere else if they do they come back again we actually I have three. We call them boomerangs, which is the you know Australian Aboriginal hunting stick that you throw, and if it doesn't kill the prey it was aimed at, it magically returns and comes back to its place of origin. So we have three such boomerangs working for us now. People that work for us for a few years for what? for whatever reason, greener pastures or wanted to try something else and different in their careers, went out, left and worked for someone else and they're back again because they realised, I guess, that this is a good place to work. And they weren't too afraid to admit that they, not made a mistake, but weren't too afraid to admit that this was a pretty cool place to work and this is where I want to come back and see how I can really fulfil my potential that wasn't there for the firm that, that I had left to come back to Crawford. So there's just a couple of examples there. I think that's because people not only like the jobs that they work mm-hmm. on here, they like their ability to be promoted quickly. We pay well. You know, We offer the pragmatics of a good salary, good benefits, and also the environment of a fairly unrestricted, unconfined, open and relaxed, relaxed atmosphere. And, and, and we're working in a field of architecture that generally brings joy to people, entertainment through sports. Uh, I don't want to be a hospital designer. You know, I don't want to work on misery places. Um, I want to work on fun places. So the stuff we do is actually the projects that we do are, reflect, are reflected in our personalities as well. I think generally you add all that together. It's a pretty cool place
1: to work. It's also a good learning environment here. I think what Stacey just described is access to projects, access to opportunity, access to responsibilities. So every day we learn something new, even though I've been at this 43 years, I learn something new every day and we take mentorship very seriously. So for the younger staff coming here, it's an opportunity to learn learn the craft and and do so with hands-on experience. Yeah,
0: that's great. To wrap this up a little bit, I have a couple more questions. If you all have the time, I I, I guess my first being real simply, what are you most proud about or what are you most proud of in relations to
2: Crawford Architects? David and I both, you know, converged at a place in time at University of Pennsylvania, you know, which was a pretty, and continues to be a fairly great learning environment prestigious school of architecture and we made it through, you know, <laughs> we graduated. A decade later, after graduating, you know, we find that we're back reliving our you know scholastic years in a professional environment in a firm that we started together pretty much you know here in the United States. And here we are, you know, 20 odd years later, still doing it, which is great. Along the way, we were invited back for multiple projects to our alma mater, University of Pennsylvania, to work on that campus, to design some of their buildings. So the the institution that educated us as architects through graduate school invited us to come back to be an architect for several projects on their campus. There's not that many firms or individuals within practices that get to say that, you know, about where they went to school and, you know, you can take your the kids there now and you can point to, Dad can show you some of the buildings that he designed here where he went to school. So I personally am very proud about that, about that work. But if it weren't for the fact that, yeah, that we met and that I was able to answer the questions about Chief Wappalo, on the Otumwa County Courthouse rooftop. If I wasn't there, I, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have had my children. I wouldn't have met my business partner who remains my business partner to this day. So when I look back on the decades that I've been involved in architecture and particularly at Crawford, they're, they're the things that mean the most to me. We'll continue to do great jobs and projects. We'll continue to offer great opportunities for those that are with us now and for those that come along after I, after I leave. But only I and David can claim the ownership and authorship of the origins. So the origins of the firm and the fact that we are where we are today rest in large part on my success and David's success, of course, now we share that with many others, and others will carry on that legacy long, long beyond my ter- my term. But going back to the origins, you know I, along with David own that, I'm very proud
0: of that. You're here, here. well here. said david.
1: well i I think every project I'm proud every time we start a project and finish a project and just that journey of designing a building and then that journey of starting this firm and watching being, you know, leading the firm all these years and seeing people grow. I'm proud of that growth and, and you know, helping to create the livelihood for our staff. I'm also very proud of our client relationships, just repeat clients, just the friendships, and they, I'm proud to be their trusted advisor. And and then last, I think just, it, it's the work that we've done, whether it's the Darwin Convention Center in in the Western Territories of Australia, the arena in Auckland, New Zealand, the work at for the Seattle Seahawks at Lumen Field, all the, these are co- major contributions to the public realm that you know you can tell your friends, your family, your colleagues that we had a hand in, and, and those contributions to the public realm at the end of the day are probably, I think. Both Stacey and I, and the firm as a whole, is is very proud of that and honored to be part of that process, that journey.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, last question, and it's an easy one, hopefully, but let's put this in one sentence. What does being the people's architect mean to you?
1: Oh, it's, it's a responsibility, you know, that we take on every project. We make promises and we deliver on those promises. And it's, it's back to that original statement. We create projects for clients, but we design them for users, for the people. And to make those contributions to the public realm is, I think, inherent in that, that term, the people's architect.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And, and to add that to me, it also means that in the finished product, along the way, the journey that our client. And the people that use our buildings and and the people that don't necessarily use them, but get to become acquainted with them through their position in the public realm or the position on a college campus, see in that finished product a reflection of themselves. Um, And they ask, how is that? How is that building appear to be so comfortable to me? It's because we took very seriously the act of listening to our clients. And basically, they couldn't have done it without us. They needed the skill of an architect and, and the team of people that produced the building around the architect, but couldn't have done it without themselves. But by themselves. And they needed us, but we couldn't have done it without their input. And it's because of their input that they see somehow intangibly or sometimes quite demonstrably themselves reflected in that outcome. So I think that's something that defines what, it is to be uh, the people's architect.
0: Well put. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share Crawford's history. This is really exciting for all of us here at Crawford to be recording our very first podcast. And for the listeners, we hope to have some really exciting content coming to you soon where we'll be bringing on guest speakers, industry leaders, talking about subjects of wide variety in terms of architecture and how Crawford, the people's architect approaches that. So that is it for today. We appreciate you all and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People's Architect. Be sure to subscribe to this series on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. To learn more about Crawford Architects, our mission, portfolio, and what it means to be the people's architect, visit our website at crawfordarch.com.